Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Why won't you date me a podcast where me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though you could tell me you packed my suitcase for a trip and then we get there and I open it and it's filled with potatoes. My guest today <laughs> is a <laughs> is a BBW full service sex worker and content creator. It's Alexa Easton. Hello, Nicole. Hi, Alexa. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for reaching out to me. Oh, yeah, totally. Thank you for having me. I'm incredibly flattered. Um, so you reached out, I feel like almost immediately after I had um Troy on, who is also well, is a is an escort who's also a sex worker. Uh, who I found on uh, the A&E documentary. Oh, my God. What is it called? I, oh, I think it's called Sex for Sale. Mm-hmm. But also, it might not be called that because <laughs> I'm a known liar who doesn't write anything down. Um, so, <laughs> Alexa, how did you get into sex work? Wow. Um, so, I've been in sex work for, like, over five years at this point, And, well, in a serious way, been in for five uh-huh. years. And I got into sex work because I wanted to be my own boss. I wanted to, like, make my own schedule, have my own time. And I love meeting people. Mm -hmm. And I like having sex. And I'm incredibly charming. (laughs) I mean, 
I don't know what I thought the answer was going to be, but <laughs> like, yes, that sounds like, like obvious, like the obvious fucking yeah, answer. Totally. Also, did I ask you how you were or did I just ask you like a, like a question? <laughs> you just asked a question, but it's okay. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Okay. You're good. Okay. okay we got how are you doing? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> well, I mean, if we're going to, no, I'm fine. Uh, I guess I'm just like a little scatterbrained. I started a new job, so I'm like just a little all yeah. over the place. But you know, that's just how I roll most of the time. Just a little scatterbrained, but with a good full heart. You're doing a great job <laughs> at it. <laughs> um. So okay. So yeah, you're okay. Do you prefer BBW or do you prefer fat? Like, what are what is the the adjectives that you like the most? <laughs> so I honestly prefer fat over anything else, but. BBW is such like an adult industry word phrase Mm -hmm. identifier that I use that for everything. Because when men, I mean, sometimes when men like Google, they might type like fat escort, they might type Mm -hmm. fat sex worker, but usually they will use like porn words, which BBW is the porn identifier. So that's why Mm -hmm. it's in all my stuff. But I prefer fat. I also prefer fat. Uh, <laughs> I was on the Steve Harvey show and he was like, this is years ago. He was, and I was on with like two, uh, like a, a fat fitness lady and then a plus size model. And they were like, fluffy, plus size, voluptuous. <laughs> and I was like, you fucking call me fat. Yeah. Oh, do I, I don't give a shit. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't define me. It's not like I walk around being like, oh no, she's so fat. <laughs> it's just like, I look in the mirror and I go, oh, bigger than I thought. But it's okay. <laughs> we keep it moving. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> yeah. I don't fucking care. Um, so how, uh, I mean, I don't want to like, sex work is like, you know, kind of dangerous. So I don't want to like yeah. fully give away like how you operate, but like, how do you go about getting clients? Is that an okay question to ask? Yeah, you can ask me. I'll let you know okay. if something is not perfect. Down. <laughs> That's great. Great. Um, so there are lots of ad sites, which I didn't know. I had a lot of friends who were sex workers and in like the full sex work and full Um, service sex work industry before I got into it. And I had no idea that that kind of, there's just tons and tons and tons of websites for it. So there's ad sites Mm -hmm. (laughs) with varying humanity, I would say. Um, Like some of, there's review boards. So there's like the Yelp for escorts. (gasps) Yeah. Which is as awful as you could imagine it to be. (laughs) That is fucking wild. Yeah. Some of them are worse than others. Um, I won't name names, but people will know what I'm talking uh-huh. about. Wait, that is so fucking wild. I cannot wrap my mind around someone hiring somebody for sex and then rating it or yes. leaving a review. And not only do they rate the experience, they rate on a one to ten scale what I look like, what <gasps> my titties are like, no. what the like atmosphere of my place was, like all that stuff, like... I've had friends get really poor reviews because somebody was like, oh, I thought my car was going to get broken into while I was inside. I'm just like, why? Because you like saw a black person on the street. Like what? Like, wow. it's absurd. It's absurd. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. It's funny because specifically I never leave a place and I'm like, oh, I need to get him on that Yelp review or like, or whatever. So it's just like to like 
leave sex and then be like, oh, I'm steamed. I'm going to get in my car and give him a piece of my mind. Yeah. I mean, that's a special fucking type of person. Yeah, totally. And it, you know, I have had fine reviews. You know, I've had, I've never had anyone um, to review me vindictively. Mm -hmm. Um, But people have that all the time. And it's really, it's really upsetting because then people read that stuff. And, you know, I feel like, most people can be like, okay, one bad review must have been his problem, but mm-hmm. not always. And like it, there are rankings, like people are ranked and it's Boy. weird. It is a wild, wild time. It's also really strange to like, you know, I got into this to like be my own boss and to like be in charge uh-huh. of how I do things. And then to still have men like be kind of in charge of like where I rank. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it truly fucking feels that most sex work. Yes. You're your own boss, but it does feel like, I mean, if you are catering to men, men filter your experience, even with like stripping, usually an owner's a man or not. Yeah. Usually. Eh, I, I, uh, I mean, I would say I usually, think usually yeah. owner's a man. He's the one who's dictating how much you pay into the club, how much you get to keep. It's like, it's really, I and mean, they, they get to choose the aesthetic of everything. Totally. It is really, it's fucking wild. It's a, it is interesting. I wish yeah. there was more female, you know, or female identifying people who, you know, owned clubs or whatever. I was talking to Kat Hollis and she was talking about like strippers owning their own clubs. And I was like, yes, that's fucking great. There used to be one. Mm-hmm. In uh, the Pacific Northwest, yeah. Yeah, in Portland, right? Uh-huh, yeah. But it's no more? It's no more. It hasn't been, it's been gone for many years, I think. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um. So when you are meeting with clientele, so, okay, I don't really have this experience with people I hook up with where they're like, you're my first fatty, or you're my <laughs> first big girl, or like, wow, yeah. this is wild. I think it's just because I like, truly, I'm like, titties out, pussy on, and I'm like, don't care. <laughs> But I think a lot of bigger gals tend to like be a little shy in mm-hmm. the bedroom. So then I think people like to be like, oh, it's okay. You're the first big girl I've been with. This is exciting for me. So do yeah. people do that when they're with you? I haven't had very many people say that to me, actually, which is pretty wacky. Because I I suspect that, which I think this is also a civilian, civilian's like, non-adult industry person Mm -hmm. so i suspect that most civilians who are fat their experience is like being a secret you know like Mm -hmm. men don't want to like tell their friends they don't want to date you because they don't want people to know they like fat people or whatever so i suspect that sometimes clients want to see me because there is nothing attached to it you know which is Mm -hmm. a great thing you know it's really fun and also maybe they're embarrassed by their attraction to fat people so I suspect that's their their reasoning, their like purpose mm-hmm. for seeing me, but they don't usually say to me, "You're the fat girl. You're the first fat girl I've ever seen." Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Oh shit! What was I gonna say? Oh no! I got a case of the ADHD. Oh, <laughs> Brain fuck, fart. What was I gonna say? <laughs> oh, okay. Um. Do you have um like consistent clients? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a couple of regulars that are very that are incredibly consistent. Um, and who are like. I would call friends like good friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's good. I like that you have like a friendship based relationship with these people uh, because it makes it feel better. They're not better, but just like there's like another level to it. 
to someone that you're seeing consistently and they're yeah i like that yeah. Ooh, this is the question i wanted to ask <laughs> boy oh boy it is hard <laughs> to be this person um so i like skimmed an article mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't i can't read anything fully it's too hard but um I, I skimmed an article about how women or people assigned female at birth tend to attach when they have sex Mm. uh whether it's a one night stand or anything and it takes like time to like get over that attachment that has been created from the uh shit that's released during sex Mm. do you find that sometimes even though you understand that it's an exchange of services do you find sometimes that you like attach to people um i mean that was a good question. Nicole. That was a great Damn. question. Look uh, at you go. <laughs> it's almost as if I prepared. <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess not in like, not maybe not in the way that uh, article is saying attached. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I really appreciate the beauty of sex work and like these relationships, you know, I, most of my clients come back. It's pretty it's pretty wacky to me if I don't see them again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if I'm like, I'm not like, Oh, I want you to be my boyfriend. You know, I really like the, like, you know, we share this great experience. We have a really nice time. We like joke and laugh and have great sex. And then you like continue on with your life. You know, we're not like, bound to each other because Mm -hmm. we had intercourse or something yeah i don't know if it's like bound to each other i think it's i think the article is implying that sometimes i don't i think it's like a chemical that's released or whatever's in your body where you're like yeah oh i feel like a little like oh wouldn't wouldn't be nice if not like i need you to so you don't have any of that going on i mean not really no i don't like romanticize I don't well I don't like dating people usually and I I don't want to be married um Mm -hmm. and I am like a very polyamorous person you know I like will hook up with people in my like everyday life Mm -hmm. and it can just be a hookup and then maybe we're friends and or maybe we don't see each other again like maybe I just took somebody home from the bar or whatever pre-pandemic but um (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean I will I definitely develop feelings for people as our relationship grows, you know, like some people I've been seeing for years, like, Mm -hmm. and I mean, I just moved from Providence, Rhode Island to Philadelphia and I was, I like cried a couple of times because clients that I had had for years, you know, I was not going to see them that often anymore. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, I do you know, we learn things about each other and they remember that I, how I like my coffee and like sweet little things like that. They remember to bring me a donut in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) And those things are really nice. You know, they, anyway. So I develop like sweet feelings for sure. Fair. Okay. Uh, So Troy was telling me that when he engaged with a client, all financial expenses, if they want to go out to dinner, if they want to go to a movie, anything they want, Falls on them. Same with you? Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. What's like the most glamorous date you've been on? <laughs> um, Most glamorous date I've been on. Well, I'm hoping that it will be coming up in San Francisco. <laughs> but the most glamorous date I've ever been on probably was in Boston 
I can't even remember. Oh, it might have been like the Capitol Grill or something, which is just a steakhouse. But it Mm -hmm. was just really beautiful. We went to dinner. We spent a lot of time together. We like took a walk by the park. It was nice. And the hotel room was beautiful. Um, I had no idea. If somebody had told me a couple years ago that I'd be like a connoisseur of hotel rooms, (laughs) I would not have believed them. But I have so many opinions about hotels now. Um, Yeah. I mean, it sounds – I guess – I'm almost I almost feel uh bad for not having a more glamorous story. Oh, no, that's fine. I like, <laughs> like the Capitol you know, Grill. They got a great peppercorn steak <laughs> and they have very good off puff sauce. Yeah. It's a good steakhouse when you're not like in LA or New York. Yeah. What are your opinions on hotel rooms? I'm so curious. <laughs> okay, there's obviously a wide range of hotel rooms. Mm-hmm. I have stayed in almost all of them. I do I try not to have like super classist opinions about hotel rooms because okay. I see a lot of different kinds of people and like, mm-hmm. you know, like, do I see like incredibly wealthy people? Yes. Do I see like working class folks? Yes. Like, you know, it's like a really broad range. And so qualifications for a good hotel room. I really think that some toiletries are better than others. Um, mm-hmm. I appreciate if there is a makeup remover wipe in there. There's a brand that's like Malie, Malik and Goth or something. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Mm, yeah. It's like in my brain, but like I know, I know what you're talking about, but yeah. I cannot remember the name. <laughs> I can't either. But anyway, close enough. Um, and those are really great. I've had those at a couple of hotels. Love that. I appreciate really nice lighting. A tub big enough for my yeah. fat body. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I am classes with hotels and I don't give a shit who fucking oh, yeah. knows it. I like a room to smell fucking good. I like yeah. good toiletries. I like lotion that doesn't feel fucking watery. Yeah. I like a good uh, da- bath uh, fucking gel that doesn't Ooh, yeah. smell too like masculine. That's like a pretty like ambiguous smell. Mm-hmm. Um, I like a comfy fucking bed. And then yeah. I like the beds that have like a block under it because when it doesn't oh, yeah. have that, I have to look under the bed to make sure there's not like a dead body under there because there was a terrible horror story about this room that smelled stinky. Oh. And then finally one of the, um the, oh my God, the cleaning people yeah. uh, looked under the bed and there's a rotting fucking body. Ew. And that's not something I want. Honestly, no. I would probably hop on Yelp if I found a dead body at a hotel. I'd be like, guys, I love you. here's a warning. Yeah. <laughs> I would be deeply, I mean, I probably wouldn't go to hotels anymore, honestly. Just yeah. turn me off the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I mean, moving, I mean, you know, like fancy hotels, like aesthetic, like beautiful aesthetic, yeah. like beautiful, like fixtures. I love a fixture. A beautiful oh, lamp. Yeah. You got a beautiful sconce. I love a sconce. Uh, I also love a sconce. <laughs> a nice little sconce. Yeah, I secretly love theme hotels also, which sometimes okay. are really weird and gross, but can also be incredibly cool. I don't think I've ever been to a theme hotel. If you're ever in New York, go to the Gramercy Park Hotel. Uh-huh. Um, one of the, the, the doormen there, uh, I won't say his name because I don't think he wants it out there like that. I didn't ask. <laughs> But, like, I loved him. We, like, became friends. We followed each other on Instagram. It's been years. He had a baby. I'm so happy for him. (laughs) Wow, that's so cute. I love that hotel. They always treat me so well. (laughs) Shout out to the Grand Park Hotel. (laughs) It's got good lighting, and it smells good, and it's cute. And, oh, nice towels. Towels that don't feel scratchy. Like, they're, like, Mm -hmm. really fluffy and nice. Ooh, I also recently stayed in a hotel where there was a towel warmer in the bathroom. That place. 
Way to go. That's nice and opulent. That's yeah. nice. <laughs> yes, opulence. Um, so you said earlier that you're more polyamorous than monogamous, mm-hmm. right? That's one person. Mono- yes, monomonogamous. Yeah. <laughs> so do you tell, oh, yeah, like, are you like, do you tell people what you do? Um, it depends. It depends on who it is. Okay. Depends. <laughs> oh, I don't, okay. I tend not, I think when I was like newer to the industry, I would tell people kind of willy nilly. And I mm-hmm. have stopped doing that because there's so much risk to mm-hmm. this career. Um, and I, I've i gotten burned a couple of times with people that I thought were friends. So, yeah, I keep it – I usually, like, try to know a person a little more before I give them the whole spiel. Fair. Yeah. Like when you're dating or do you mean like uh, just like friendship wise across the board? If somebody okay. is like not already, I tend to most of my friends are sex workers at this point mm-hmm. um, or have been or um, retired. So if some if I don't know what somebody whether or not they've been in the industry, I keep it pretty under wraps until I decide whether or not I can trust them pretty much. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I mean, yeah, because people have preconceived notions and they're fucking judgmental. Like, people are just, yeah. just the general public is honestly very poorly behaved and bad. And I don't like <laughs> Yeah, they could use some manners a lot of the times. Have you ever dated anyone who had an issue with what you do? No, never. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that sounds great. Yeah, it's really chill. Yeah, like, truly, like, really, you've, like, never dated a single person who was like, I hate this. I'm jealous. I tend to date people that I already know. I don't usually like, you know, we're like already friends or have friends in common or we're like connected in this like wacky polyamorous web of people. Mm -hmm. So I kind of already have an idea of what they're like, though some people can surprise you and suddenly they're pissed that you're a sex worker. But Mm -hmm. yeah, by and large, everybody I've talked to or dated or hooked up with and talked to later friends, everybody's been very chill. What a dream. Yeah. <laughs> so do you do like a combination of like out calls and in calls or is it only out calls? Like what what is what is the situation like? Um, I would say that it's mine is primarily in calls. Um, mm-hmm. And I rent an apartment that I use for in calls. Yeah. OK. Um, yeah. I mean. Oh, in call, out call. If you don't know, listeners, uh, <laughs> in call literally just means like in your house. Out call means you're going out somewhere. And then BBW, I didn't explain, big, beautiful woman. It is mm-hmm. like a porn term. It's a, uh, you know, it's just, you know, a bigger woman uh, on screen. And yeah. uh, we get pushed to one little category. And, and and very rarely do you get to dip in the other ones. It is wild that you don't just see like <laughs> like a fat woman in like, the P category. Yeah. Because it's like, I could pee too. And I could pee pretty good. You know? Why not just have me there? It's, I'm incredibly it's skilled pee. at peeing. Right? I, I could pee anywhere. I could pee anywhere you want. I, pee, you know, I just aim my pee somewhere. You'd be surprised that that I have definitely gotten pee shy when requested for that oh. er, in my early years. Now it's, mm-hmm. now I have, it's, everything's so easy at this point. But um, yeah, my early years, I got pee shy a couple of different times and had to be like, well, Sorry, like, <laughs> can't perform right now. Do you have people tell you exactly what they want before the uh, appointment 
Or is it like you make an appointment and then once you get there, they're like, this is what I'm into and this is what I want. Um, So I try to keep all of my like the, all the talking beforehand camera, what that is like emails, text messages, all of that stuff. I try to keep it really G rated mm-hmm. primarily for safety. Um, I use encrypted texting and encrypted email also mm-hmm. for safety. Why does it keep, why does keeping something G rated factor into safety? I don't, it, I think it's more for my peace of mind than it is actually, you know, I'm, I think in my head, it's like legal ramifications and like hard uh. evidence, like, you know, stuff like that. Though, I think that if the vice squad wanted information, they could find it regardless mm-hmm. of how hard I try to keep it chill. Um, so it's probably more for my peace of mind than anything else. Also, I don't sext for free. <laughs> Ah, there so, we go. Sometimes people will get really excited and they want to like write me a whole novel about how they want our date to go. Mm. And while I would love to do that and I actually love sexting, it's one of my very favorite things. I don't do it for free because I'm incredibly talented at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, well, I mean, you could just give them an item and I an itemized receipt <laughs> at the end and well. be like, "I'm so sorry, it's fifty dollars more because we sexted." <laughs> Well, depending on how long, it might be a lot more. So, yeah, usually emails and everything are really G-rated. It's like where we're going to meet. Um, you know, I have all their screening information. So I have like a lot of personal information about them usually. And then when we get there, I try to have like a little, especially if it's going to be like BDSM or like fetish work. Mm-hmm. I try to have like a more in-depth discussion face-to-face about, you know, consent and boundaries and what they like what they don't like it's really funny because a lot of people will be like i don't care do anything to me and Mm -hmm. i'm like okay well be careful because i might pull out like a cactus spine or something (laughs) oh wow so you're a dom this is what (laughs) i'm what i'm picking up i'm picking up what you're putting down and what you're putting down is your dom yeah sometimes yeah so do you do so you do uh bdsm Mm -hmm. how okay so i'm not well versed in the bdsm world i mean what i know is like the basics we got our dominant we got our sub Mm -hmm. uh the sub sometimes likes to be humiliated or, you know, put in pain or whatever. And then there's a lot of like rubber and patent leather (laughs) and maybe a mask or two and some heels and we step on bitches. So like walk me through BDSM. I don't know if any of like, I'm sure some (laughs) listeners know, but like, I don't know. It's, it's a kink that I don't think is like really explored beyond like bondage. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think that people, yeah, generally think that like BDSM has to, or like fetish has to be like a lot of accoutrement. Like you have to have this thing. You have to have a flogger. You have to have needles. You have to have a Wartenberg wheel. Like all these things, you have to have them. You lost um, me at Hortenberg wheel and needles. <laughs> I was like, I don't think anyone has ever said you have to have a Hortenberg. I know Horton here's a who, but I've never heard of a Hortenberg wheel. It's a wart and Wartenberg. Oh. <laughs> Wartenberg wheel. <laughs> what is a Wartenberg wheel? Wartenberg wheels were are actually like a lot of BDSM instruments were um, a medical instrument used to test nerve responses. I think it's a really old thing. I actually have one, but it might be too loud for me to get it out of this case. Anyway, mm. it's just like a long handle with pretty much a spur on the end of it. It's like round. It has little mm-hmm. pokey bits, and it is like a sensation thing. It can be pain. It can be 
less painful. And you just like roll it on people like a fucking pizza cutter? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, cool. <laughs> just pizza cut them. All right, I'm getting into it. <laughs> so and yeah. then you said needles. What kind of needles are we needling people with? I don't do needle play because I don't feel, um, I don't feel skilled enough in that. And sure. also, I don't... There's a lot more like cleanup and care, I think, that needs to be done with open wounds and blood. So yeah. I don't I don't offer that. But yeah, people like to be like to have holes put in them. Okay. And it can get really pretty. I mean, I think that needle play can be really beautiful. There's like lots of designs. I think that blood is pretty. <laughs> sure. Um, to each their own. Yeah, totally. I think that blood is like a really beautiful fluid. Um which maybe tells you how weird I am. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's weird. I I think, uh, I don't know, everybody has their own preferences. Just because yeah. something that's not my preference, but it's yours, doesn't mean you're the weirdo. <laughs> maybe I'm the fucking weirdo, because I'm not looking to be poked. Yeah, to- I mean, I'm not looking to be poked either. I don't want to be poked, but I love you want to, be the poke. to poke. <laughs> I see. Okay, so we got needles. We got needles. the pizza cutter. What else we got? <laughs> uh, I mean, then you have all kinds of impact implements like floggers and crops and whips and then you have like mm-hmm. canes and different kinds of things like that all of which give different sensations mm-hmm. um and then give a spectrum of sensations on how you use them and where you use them i mean and then you can get into rope bondage and shibari um Who's shifari? <laughs> Shibari. <laughs> Who's that? What's that? Shibari is traditional Japanese rope bondage. Okay. That I think is often watered down a whole lot. I don't, I personally don't have a lot of experience in that particular skill. So mm-hmm. I don't have a ton of information, but I think it is often really watered down in like Western BDSM. And I think there's a whole lot more to it that we don't talk about. So you have all that stuff, rope uh-huh. impact. Then there's just things that you don't actually need tools for. It's just like a peace of mind. I think there's a lot you can do with like controlling people's senses. You know, mm-hmm. can they see? Can they hear? Can they touch? Can they smell? What are they tasting? Like you can control all of those things and it can really affect someone's experience of something. And you can do those things without a whole lot of toys. Yeah. Just yeah. get COVID. Can't yeah. taste or smell a thing. <laughs> Maybe all these Republicans are just into BDSM and they're like, I want the COVID so I can't taste or smell. No, I'm kidding. But um, that's so, yeah, that makes sense to like, yeah, I can't see anything. Yeah. Uh, that would, I've never really, I've never been blindfolded and I don't know if I'd be into it. I feel like I would just be like, wouldn't, would just not know how to stop giggling. Be like, I can't yeah. see. I don't well, know. I, don't I know. love to laugh during sex. I I mean, I, I am like a really, I mean, as you can tell, I laugh at well, nearly everything. And so I love laughing at sex. I think sex is like a really funny thing that we do with our bodies. Mm-hmm. And it's fun to do. And sometimes people will be like, why are you laughing? Are you laughing at me? And I'm like, no, I'm just like having a nice time. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's fun. It's enjoyable. I'm like really, I like feel a lot of joy connecting with people that way. So yeah, I laugh as a result. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I guess I laugh too sometimes. Yeah. It's been so long since I've had sex. Oh, hell yeah. It's been a minute. Yeah. Oh, well, anyway, we have to take a break. (laughs) Okie (laughs) doke. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I gotta say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So... Even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we're back. So how long does an appointment usually last? Most of mine tend to be multi-hour bookings. Mm -hmm. So two plus hours up to multiple days. Um, okay. Which I have not had a multiple day excursion yet. Sometimes they're overnight, 24 hours. Sometimes mm -hmm. they're 16 hours, which is um, just a little less time on either end. Um, I have to sleep. I won't. We're not going to have a 24 hour Fuck fest. <laughs> I, will, I have to go to bed. I have to do my skincare and I have to go to bed. Uh -huh. um, but it's really special. Those kinds of times are really, I think, are really special. I like multi-hour appointments because, you know, it's, I think a lot of sex workers will say it's not just the sex. It's like an experience. It's mm -hmm. like a really intimate exchange. Um, and when there's more time, there's more time to do intimacy. Um, mm -hmm. learn how somebody likes their coffee in the morning, learn, you know, how they want their steak cooked. Like what movie did they love as a child? Like that kind of stuff is really sweet and special to me. Um, and I like that in multi-hour appointments, but I also love to bang in the middle of the day <laughs> for an hour. <laughs> 
and go back to our lives. The majority of uh, your appointments are multi-hour. So like you're giving like the whole like girlfriend experience. Oh, yeah. Most of my appointments are girlfriend experience or they're like not too many of them are hard BDSM or hard fetish. A lot mm-hmm. of them are like dominant girlfriend experience or just straight up girlfriend experience. Oh, okay. Yeah. But can Will you tell me wh- what your rate is hourly or what yeah. your rate is? You don't have to, but okay. I, w- I mean, it's anybody could look it up. So I might as well just tell you. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> yeah. My hour right now is $500 and it actually went up when I moved to Philly because I hadn't raised my rates in a long time, which I think was like some self-esteem shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I realized like I, I'm really good at what I do and other sex workers tell me that clients tell me that I believe that about myself and I deserve to make a premium for that. Mm-hmm. So I do. So one hour is 500. So when we're doing like 16, 24 hours, it is $500 for that an hour for 16 hours. No. <laughs> okay. You get a, you I get was a... like, well, fuck whatever <laughs> I'm doing. This is what I'm doing now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think a lot of people think that where they're like, yeah, they're like, oh, I like sex and I can talk to people and I'll make, you know, bukus of money doing this. But I haven't, you know, I didn't start out that way. And I didn't, it was not until last year that I had, a, you know, before last year, the longest appointment I had ever had was about three hours. Mm-hmm. And last year I had a longer booking because a regular of mine is immune compromised. And, um, you know, I quarantined for two weeks got tested twice and then mm-hmm. saw him. So he wanted to compensate me for the two weeks that I spent not seeing anybody else. And we spent a lot of time together because we weren't going to get to do that really again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the circumstances changed, I guess. But before that, I mean, I wouldn't, I don't think of myself as like living an incredibly posh life. I think, you know, like my life is pretty regular most days. And the overhead is a lot higher than people think a lot of the time. Like, you know, education that I do to make sure that I'm, like, up to par on, like, BDSM stuff and Mm -hmm. the cost of running a website, the cost of buying filming materials. Because I do – I have online content, like OnlyFans Mm -hmm. and many vids. Um, The cost of maintaining two apartments. The cost of ads – Ads for like escort services are astronomical most of the time. Really? How much is one ad? Well, depends on the site. And I don't want to name names because I don't want them to delete me or something. Sure, which yeah. They will do vindictively. But they can be hundreds of dollars for a month long ad, like five mm-hmm. or six hundred dollars for a month. Or they can be, you know, you can post like nationwide or international ads and those ads are thousands of dollars. Mm. And then if you're posting that on multiple different ad sites, it adds up really quickly. Yeah. I think that a lot of people have like this image of sex workers as being, um, and there's a huge range. Like there Mm -hmm. are sex workers, you know, I'm incredibly privileged. Like I'm white, I'm cis, like I work indoors. Like, you know, there's Mm -hmm. a huge range. Um, But yeah, I wouldn't say that, I'm just a regular gal. <laughs> <laughs> just a regular gal living her dreams. Living my dreams. What yeah. are other like preconceived notions about s- full service sex work that you just have found to be different than what other people think? 
<laughs> the first thing that comes to mind, which is really funny, uh, is a lot of people don't think we pay taxes. It's every tax season all over sex work Twitter. There are so many people being like, oh, you don't pay your taxes. Like, I wish I could be a sex worker. They don't pay taxes. And that's bullshit. I pay taxes. Lots of people pay all of their taxes. Like, the IRS is not doesn't care. Like, mm-hmm. you know, people, yeah. It's also so wild to me that somebody would be like, they sex workers don't pay taxes. And I'm like, so you think that there's people who just don't file taxes every year, but like spend yeah. money and have credit cards and the IRS is like, ah, uh, this, no, that's my friend. I guess I won't come after them. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, they, they want their money. They don't fucking care how it's made. Exactly. Yeah. I actually saw this thing recently that was going to be a, so I don't know if you know, there's been lots of laws in the past couple of years affecting sex work specifically or you know under the guise of protecting trafficked victims Mm -hmm. and i saw a bill i don't i think it got knocked off the table like because of covid but it was about cash deposits um Mm -hmm. people making cash deposits were going to be taxed on that cash deposit like you were just going to pay a fee and it was going to go to the irs or something like that um, which was going to be so sad to me. Yeah, that's fully fucking insane. Truly, truly insane. But people, you know, I feel like sex workers are oftentimes the guinea pigs for all bullshit. <laughs> uh-huh. Because, you know, across the board, you can have incredibly radical political thinkers and they will hate sex workers. You know, I've run into so many communists and socialists and anarchists that hate sex workers. Like, mm-hmm. will be for any other worker but sex workers. So it's really easy to make us the guinea pig because, by and large, people don't give a shit about sex work. Yeah, that fucking sucks. And it's so weird and puritanical that it's just like, I look down on this person who has a profession that, like, I don't see as, like, viable or, like, good. Yeah. But it's like... What I just I, if it doesn't affect you, why the fuck do you have an opinion about it? God only knows, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't like bananas, but I'm not mad at banana farmers, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going around being like fuck these banana farmers or not. Yeah. Like I don't fucking care about them. I'm just not gonna eat bananas. I'm not yeah. gonna do it. If yeah. you don't like sex work, then like. Go home and fuck your ugly wife. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Or your ugly husband or your ugly partner. Yeah, totally. Or, yeah, like I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, I just, I, I don't understand why people have any sort of opinion. It truly boggles and blows my mind. Also, it's fucked up. Like comics will sell merch and stuff and you get cash. So mm-hmm. like when I was selling my merch before I was like, I can't do this anymore. I, um, <laughs> I had like a, the little card reader yeah, and then reading. cash. And then yeah. I would have like, hundreds of like i would have like a thousand dollars in cash on me that i would take to the bank yeah and then it's like if you're gonna tax me on that how rude yeah truly well that's the thing is that it always comes out sideways and ends up fucking over general people or Mm -hmm. just like fucking over sex workers in unexpected ways for example fosta sesta which was a law that trump signed into effect 
yeah, I, years please ago. Please explain this to me because I actually don't. I've seen it a lot because I follow a lot of sex workers on like Instagram and stuff. Yeah, but I don't fully understand it because you know your girl likes to skim shit, so she didn't get all. <laughs> I didn't get the full understand. It's nice when someone tells me about something. Yeah, totally. I mean, I can tell you. I definitely don't think that I. I'm an expert, so I can tell you what I know, and somebody out there might fact check me on it, and mm-hmm. that's okay because I, you know, I want to know when I'm wrong and stuff. But so FOSTA SESTA, the intention was to protect trafficking victims. And side note, so many people want to talk about sex trafficked people, mm-hmm. and I don't deny that there are people who are sex trafficked, but. I think that the number of trafficked victims are largely in agriculture or domestic work. Um, I don't think that the large number of trafficked victims are sex trafficked victims. Mm-hmm. And we miss that conversation so much. And we do, we don't, you know, we don't do right by those people by ignoring them. Anyways, so SESA-FASA intended to protect sex trafficking victims um, and to stop trafficking. So it made websites responsible for the things that are on the website. So used to be, we'll say Tumblr. A Tumblr actually changed all of their policies based on SESTA-FOSTA. So used to be you could post all kinds of wild porn on Tumblr. It was mostly mm-hmm. a porn site. <laughs> and I liked porn Tumblr. It I was agree. like nice porn that people put thought into. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and now you have to hunt for that stuff, usually. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it used to be you could post anything on Tumblr. It was incredible. Uh, and now, Sesafasta was pretty much like, well, you can't guarantee that those people aren't being trafficked, so you're responsible for any content that goes up, and we can prosecute you, the website, for mm-hmm. this porn information, people, okay. whatever. I think I'm doing a really bad job at this, but hey, listen, I don't know. It's making a little bit of sense to me. You know, this is how I don't know if you know about Backpage. Yeah. So Backpage used to be a an incredible ad platform. Mm-hmm. So many like high class or like elite sex workers will be like, I never used Backpage. <laughs> and I'm like, OK, well, sucks for you because that's how I got started. And I have great clients from it. And I'm like financially stable in a way I've never been before. So Mm -hmm. have fun. But Backpage used to be this incredible site. Fossa Sessa destroyed it because they were saying that Backpage was being used to traffic people. Mm -hmm. Were there people on Backpage being exploited? Probably. Uh, But the research that they have now, since Fossa Sessa is now like a couple years old, the research they have now is that it is so much harder to find those people, you know, removing them from the internet you can't see them anymore. You know, it like pushes mm-hmm. them even further into the dark where you don't know where they are. You can't get to them. You can't help them. Yeah. As opposed to just having the website and monitoring it. Yeah, totally. And being like, oh, this person looks like, you know, this situation looks kind of sketchy Shady or whatever. whatever. Yeah. yeah, totally. And so now and all those sex workers that were being, you know, being exploited on Backpage is not good, but they were probably working indoors Mm-hmm. And it seems that the research is showing now that sex workers who were able to work indoors because Backpage existed, now they are being pushed to the streets because mm-hmm. there's nowhere online for them to get clients. So now they're in even more dangerous situations where no one can find them, no one can help them, yeah. no one's monitoring, and they're outside on the streets, which is like so much more dangerous. Mm-hmm. So in a nutshell, 
I guess, a poorly encased nutshell. That is what FOSTA SESTA is. It changed how websites are responsible for the content on them. And that destroyed a lot of things and fucked up a lot of shit. That's why Instagram has started cracking down on bodies, period. Uh Like fat bodies. Forget it. Even if you're not like a sex worker, if you're fat, you have too much cleavage, you can't post on Instagram. Like it'll get taken down. Wait, Um, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a whole there's a whole thing about this. A lot of people are trying to organize around it um, because a thin person will post a picture in a bikini. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Instagram doesn't care. But a fat person will do the exact same thing. Instagram, the like algorithm that reads the whatever, I don't know how it works, will pick up that it's more skin and will flag that picture and the picture will get deleted. (laughs) Yeah. And if it happens enough, your account gets deleted. Does the algorithm think it's like several naked people? (laughs) I don't know what it thinks. You'd have to ask. How wild. (laughs) I don't think that hasn't happened to me yet. Well, it doesn't doesn't happen. So you have a really large account. Congrats. Uh huh. Thank you. The content's incredible. It's worth, you know, just trying to swing on (laughs) poles and have a nice time. Yeah, I saw that video. You were really, I was like, hell yeah, Nicole. So because your account is so large and because lots of people watch your account, that means that there's more ad time that and money that Instagram can like leech from your content. Wow. What a nightmare. What a hellish fucking nightmare. We're all fucking in. Yes. It's they're like, all right, well, let this fatty be kind of naked because of ads. Yeah. It's like Lizzo. Lizzo. Shout out to Lizzo. Great. Lizzo can post all kinds of pictures like in a thong, ass out, titties out, wearing pasties. Looks great. But like I do that shit. And my, I mean, this is, I'm on my third Instagram, I think. So, you know, if I post a thong, I pretty much should say goodbye to my account. Like, damn. Yeah. And it happens to everybody. Like, so many people across the board, generally fat people or sex workers. Boy, boy, oh boy. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite sex workers, XO Mary, she got her account deleted. Yeah. And uh, she had like a backup and she was like, please send me videos and stuff. And I was like, this sucks. Yeah. She was like getting a pretty decent following. And I think she was, I think it was like 600,000 or something and it got deleted. Yep. And then it was like, you have to start over again and then people have to find you. Yeah. It's really fucked up. Yeah. It's awful. And it, you know, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> That's, it sucks. I mean, what can you do? I don't know. Oh, do you like, um, <laughs> do you hang out with like other fat sex workers? Um, not as much as I'd like to. Mm-hmm. I have, I, go ahead. Oh no. I was just going to say, I wonder how many fat sex work full service sex workers there are i'm sure there's a ton but not a lot not a lot or in my experience not a lot which you know there are lots of people who don't use the internet for advertising Mm -hmm. or don't use social media and so because that is like a big part of my you know sex work experience that's who i see so there's probably a lot of people that i don't even know exist um Mm -hmm. so sorry for saying that you don't exist i guess but yeah i mean it's just (laughs) not in your fucking yeah just can't see in front of you it's not in your world yeah totally so are you for sex work being um legalized or decriminalized uh sex work should be decriminalized and not legalized why what is the difference so my i feel like i've asked this before but i don't know yeah i don't know it's worth hearing again yeah and everybody has different answers but i think that sex work should be decriminalized because legalizing sex work gives 
the state control over my body and what I do with it. And Mm -hmm. decriminalizing sex work more just like makes my job safer and protects me a little bit more. Not that I think that the state always protects people, Mm -hmm. obviously, but, um, (laughs) but it for, you know, for legal purposes, decriminalization Mm -hmm. is a lot safer and is oftentimes what sex workers want. I see. I see. I see. Okay. Real quick. We got to take a break. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing, fast, free shipping and returns, and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things. And Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to newly.com, N U U L Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving, and I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. What's like a tip you can give somebody if they're looking to get into sex work? (sighs) Find someone that is like similar to the niche that you want to start in and pay them money to talk to you (laughs) about, you know, and there's so many different kinds of sex work, which is about fat sex workers. There are a whole, 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 whole lot of fat sex workers doing online content, doing cam work. um, And they're doing a great job. 
And that experience is really different than a fat sex worker who sees clients in person, like a fat mm-hmm. stripper, which why aren't there more of those or a fat escort? So there's a whole different kinds of sex work. Decide what kind you want to get into. Find somebody, ask, give them some money, ask them questions. Because in any other profession, for me to train someone on all of the skills and the knowledge that I have would cost money, you know, like I would mm-hmm. get paid to train someone. And so I think that, you know, people, a lot of times people are like, uh, teach me how to get into sex work. And I'm like, mm-hmm. just give me some money for it. Like, you know, I have a lot of information. I'm good at what I do. I've learned a lot of stuff and I should be compensated for that wisdom. But caveat, if you're starting sex work and you're worried about like you want safety information, I will give out safety information every day of the week for free all the time. Mm-hmm. And anybody worth their salt will do the same. Um, but if you want to talk to me about marketing and like how to start up my OnlyFans and mm-hmm. like the real info on OnlyFans, because there's a lot of YouTube videos that are bullshit about OnlyFans. Yeah, that stuff. There's a fee. <laughs> Fair. I mean, I mean, I truly don't understand OnlyFans. Other than, like, you set up the account, but then I'm like, but how do you get people to see it? Yeah, there's a lot of marketing. Yeah, it's a lot of, yeah, it seems like a lot of work. To, like, market yourself is a lot of work. It's a little, I the parallels are very similar with, like, acting yes, um, or totally. comedy, where it's like, how do you fucking get people to see you? How do you get people to come to your shows? How do you get an agent? How do you get a manager? How do you do? It's a lot of fucking work. Especially before you're, like, a big name, you know? Like, there's a lot of sites OnlyFans has no or has like some internal search but not really versus places like many vids that like I can like search through the BBW category mm-hmm. but yeah I mean if you don't if you're not a big name sites don't want to promote you OnlyFans doesn't want to promote you if you're a sex worker period they like to pretend that sex workers don't exist on that platform and haven't built it Which up is from nothing <laughs> so wild because like the only reason I know about OnlyFans is because of the sex workers I have followed on Instagram yeah. who led me there yeah totally there's so many OnlyFans ads I, the other day I got an OnlyFans ad on Instagram and I was like if I type OnlyFans onto mm-hmm. a picture on Instagram the so you know how Instagram has like the COVID alert box bubble yeah. thing, so that artificial intelligence or whatever reads text on images, mm-hmm. and because it reads COVID, it puts the bubble that is now being used to read. And if it sees OnlyFans or even link in bio, it mm-hmm. will like flag that as spam or like adult content. Um, yeah, artificial. Algorithm is wild. We're ruining our lives. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think there was a question in there you answered, and I don't know if I got to it, but anyhow. Oh, no. <laughs> well, we've come to the end. I ask all my guests this. Would you date me? Nicole Byer, here's the hot take, which is that in Providence, a couple of years ago, I swiped right on you on Tinder. Oh. And, you know, I'm sure lots of people swipe right on you and you didn't get to me in your time in Providence. (laughs) So, yeah, I probably would. I mean, I honestly don't swipe out of town. Sometimes I do. That's fair. Yeah. Lately, I've been trying to swipe before I head somewhere and uh, it it doesn't work out. So, you know, she's back to giving up. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, yes, I would date you or at least hook up with you. Thank you. (laughs) 
That's what I like to hear. Yeah, anytime. Um, do you have anything that you want to plug? Yeah. So my OnlyFans is incredible. I'm really good at that. You should watch me move my butthole. Um, <laughs> and then I'm traveling a lot coming up this fall. I'll be in San Francisco September 8th through 11th. I'll be in Minneapolis September 23rd through 25th. I'll be in Detroit uh, October 7th through 9th and LA October 18th through 21st. She's traveling. I love it. Thank you. If you uh like this episode of Why Won't You Date Me? You can like it. You can rate it. You can subscribe. Um, give me five stars. If you write something nasty, I will read it. But I, this isn't something nasty. But this person said, I was listening to Why Won't You Date Me with Laura Day. And she was trying to, uh, and I was trying to do what she said. And I saw you with a man. You were on a red carpet. He was wearing a burgundy suit with a navy tie and a pocket square. And you were mad at him because you were wearing a black dress and it didn't match. Anyway, <laughs> it was so specific. I thought I would tell you. So this person is trying to manifest me a man. I appreciate you. Keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> a man who can match. <laughs> yeah, a man who can match. But um, okay, this is something nasty. I want to put you on top of my summer ice cream cone and eat you in one bite. Like the first bite of delicious ice cream. I will keep you in my belly forever. And every time I orgasm, you will experience it too. Wait, am I in this person's stomach? Wow, yeah. I will eat a few vibrators. <laughs> This is serious uh, uh, boar like that fetish. You may use every day. Did you say a boar fetish? Boar, V O R E. Oh, oh. Yeah, that's like consuming someone. Oh, wow. Yeah. The more Wait, you know, the more you what? know. Yeah, what? Yeah, like consuming their flesh or like sometimes. Ooh. <laughs> if there is a thing, people have fetishized it, honest to God. I mean, I guess in my old age, when I hit like 90, if someone's like, do you want to eat a piece of me? I'd be like, you know what? Sure. Why not? Experience right it one now, time. I don't think so. I don't <laughs> yeah. think I can do that. I don't think it's actual consumption, just like fantasy consumption. Oh, I yeah. see. I see. Yeah. Well, I was talking about really eating to a friend. <laughs> anyway, you'll be able to hear my jokes and I'll hear your jokes through the new vibration sound technology. And we will laugh and giggle all the time. If you miss your dog, I'll put him on another summer ice cream cone and adjust the dog so you can keep him. That's funny. That's yeah. so weird. I'm into it. Thank you. It's kind of thoughtful. <laughs> it is very thoughtful to be like, I'll swallow your dog too. <laughs> well, that's it. Bye bye. That's it for Why Won't You Date Me with me, Nicole Byer. Why Won't You Date Me is produced and engineered by, oh, the sweetest woman I know, Marissa Melnick. It is executive produced by other wonderful people, Adam Sachs, Joanna Solotaroff, and Jeff Ross. Thanks for listening. I love you. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you next Friday with a brand new episode. What a treat. What a dream. <laughs> This has been a Team Coco production. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. 
We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.